Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Your Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour Podcast. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 164. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you are all doing well. Uh, speaking of doing well and, you know, hanging out with us, big shout out and thank you to John from John Breaks Bad News who joined us last week. Once again, if you have not checked out his page yet, any of his socials, and especially his TikTok, please... Check him out. It's one of the most unique things out there, and he does a great job. Yeah, give him some love, especially. I know he said he's starting his, like, new podcast. Give him a listen. He's a really, really cool guy. and we, well, He knows uh, his beer. Yeah. We're, he, he, he's not that it means anything, but it's uh, us approved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it might be a bad thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, uh, so, Chambers, how you been? Doing all right. I just, uh, so we're doing this remote tonight because we were both around a shitload of, uh, what do you call it? Crowds and shit like that over the past weekend. So I was actually down in Bush Gardens in Virginia. I live in Philadelphia. That is a very, very long and painful drive and not very fun. But, uh, yeah, so Bush Gardens formerly owned by, uh, I think it's still technically owned, but it was like the, the theme park set up by Anheuser-Busch, you know, so I actually got like some nice information on it, like from friends of mine, because they've been going religiously for years. And basically, like you know, it was almost just like a nice thing for the community. Almost basically, probably operated at a loss because the quality of like everything down there used to be so good. Mm-hmm. And I'll still say that like like food wise, drinks wise, you know, even generally service, it's still kind of better than a lot of theme parks out there. But they were telling me like back ten years ago. Like, it was, like, phenomenal. Like, like they really did, like, have top-notch, like, everything. And mm. basically, in 2009, when Anheuser-Busch sold to InBev, and they kind of combined forces, InBev was, like, they stopped, you know, really caring as much about it. And it's just been kind of a steady decline for the park ever since. But it's still, like, a really good park, but, you know, it sucks I couldn't have seen it at its peak, basically. We'll stop being a show for uh huge company beer, Jim. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. What's that flag behind you, Jim? Right. This is the little guy, all right? This is the guy getting yeah. pushed around. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So, uh, speaking of little guys, are you you drinking anything craft this, this week, or are you doing some more goddamn regular-ass lagers? Good. So, I have a caveat to this. Oh, so, of course. Here we go. Oh, there is a caveat, you son of a bitch. So I brought back two different beers, actually three different beers from Virginia for us to drink, you ungrateful okay. prick. So that's why I'm not <laughs> drinking them tonight. So all okay. I have left is Coors Light. So next week when I come over, uh, you know, we'll, I'll bring over, I have a wheat lager from the Virginia Beer Company and a porter. I'm not sure from where, but it's one of the local places. And then once we get back into IPAs in June, I have a Virginia Beer Company IPA as well. So. Hmm. Where in uh where in Virginia is Bush Gardens? Williamsburg. Is that northeast, southwest? I couldn't tell you. I think more <laughs> eastish. So it's it's not quite as far as uh Virginia Beach, right? Uh no, Virginia Beach is another hour and a half more south. Okay. Because yeah, when I got there, they were like, "Oh, Virginia Beach, eighty miles away," and I was like, oh, "Fuck, fuck you! I've already driven <laughs> enough." <laughs> gotcha. All right. I guess that's a respectful answer you son bitch so before we i realized that we were not going to do this in person i did buy us beers um 
from Neshaminy Creek, which you know how we've been talking a while about labels or like places changing labels to like more minimalist. Yeah, I'm glad to see it's like they've actually upped the quality of their labels with uh, their Falconry Club. So it, it's like the heavy metal poster where it's like the chick riding something. So it's like a chick riding a falcon in this case. Yeah, um, it's not doing it justice, but it's like very well done. Lots going on. It's a 4.1 percent. Uh, oak smoked wheat lager. So I saw that. I was like, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And I got, I got to say wheat lagers. Um, I don't know if you've ever had them. So wheat ales are already like a nice summer beer. Right. Wheat, wheat lagers tend to be, I'd say a little bit like not as sweet and just still super easy to drink. Yeah. The oat smoke, oak smoked is the thing that's throwing me off though, Ach- because- it has that smoky flavor, which makes it feel like this is stronger than it is. But it's only four point one percent, so it's 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 a really weird. Um, I like it, but it's just it's weird. That's the best word I can use. Right, is this two weeks in a row of beer feeling heavier and more boozy than they should? No, delirium. That motherfucker got me. Like I said, <laughs> I've we've done podcasts where I've gone through three or four crap beers and. I didn't feel quite like I did. That one hit me like, I don't know. Maybe it was a combo. I just didn't eat a lot. I don't know. But that thing, whew. But I was glad to hear John, you know, he uh, he he agreed with my story. That, yeah, those things sneak up on you. He gave you the vapors. So, Jim, I should mention, before we recorded this, yes. uh, I decided, since we're doing a little bit late, um... I decided, let me hop on Twitch, uh, reach out to folks, say, hey, uh, if anybody has any additional questions while I'm waiting for Jim, if you, you know, ask us anything, um, it's not very often we're much later than 830. Yeah. So, you know, we're recording just a little bit later. Um, you know, <laughs> you guessed one of my issues I have with the game we're playing. So... Jim, what uh, what you been playing this past week, you son of a bitch? Well, I'm still making my way through Metroid Dread. Still enjoying my time with it. And if you noticed uh, our latest upload, I did a Let's Play for Galacticon, which is a nice new little indie retro throwback arcade kind of shooter. Score Chaser. So we actually have a giveaway going on on Twitter right now if you want to try your hand at getting a free copy. There's three codes to be given out, so plenty of opportunities to win. And last up, I've been playing a certain game that might have come with a certain system I just recently got. So I've been playing Astro's Playroom on the uh, PS5. Isn't that like a really short game, Jim? No, actually, what do you call it? Uh, I looked up the how long to beat-ish. So it takes three hours if you just want to like go through it. And if you want to like 100%, it'll probably take you about five-ish hours. You son of a bitch. Look, Astro. look. I am shocked. I am shocked by how much I like it. I, I, I'd heard, uh, like, when it came out, people were hyping it. It's like, wow, this is really, really good, and it shouldn't be this good. And I was like, all right, it's free on the PlayStation. What the hell? It came with it. Let me give it a go. And I'm playing, and I'm like, man, this is just a really enjoyable plat- mascot platformer. Uh, I mean, like, it's not like it's super hard or anything. Like, you have infinite tries to, you know, keep going and win. You're not going to game over in the game unless you just turn it off. But, yeah. I mean... It's got charm for days. It's a love letter to just the history of PlayStation. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, every single level, it's broken up into four main levels, and then there's like a final fifth level kind of deal. And in each in each levels, each of those four is broken up into four sub levels. And like you had mentioned, you're like it's just a goddamn tech demo. It is a tech demo, but it's so much more care and love was put into this tech demo than anything I've ever seen. Hmm. Like. Like it is an actual like full fledged platformer, but it does also show you everything that you can do with the Dual Sense controller. So it's kind of cool how they work it. Is it kind of like Little Big Planet at all, or is it more just a three D platformer? Um, I mean, Little Big Planet. It's more like a straight up like three D ish platformer, like Super Mario World or something like that. Okay. Where Big Planet was more like a two D, you know, two point five D game. Yeah. Yeah, I know you and I talked about it. I was like, it is a free game that's on there. But I also kind of feel like, like I said, between the backlog of uh, the couple other Patreons we got and the our um, resolution list, I was like, I'm trying to like nail some of them out of the way before I get to games like that. Yeah, I feel I feel like you're you're, you're front loading your easy games, and if you don't get to your resolution games, end of year is gonna be tough. <laughs> hey, I'm working. Metroid Dread's one of them. I'm working on it right now, and one of my resolution games is a Patreon request, so I will be guaranteed getting through that too. So it'll be done. What I thought Metroid Dread what was that like an eight hour game? It depends. Like when people were like obsessed with it when it first came out. I saw play times between like seven hours and like thirteen hours. So okay. depends on how good you are at the genre. And, and any more dipping your toe in Elden Ring? I haven't touched it in a while. I'll get back to it. <laughs> I'm trying to get through other stuff first. I know Asher's Playroom. It calls to you. Exactly. Quick game. <laughs> Jim is 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 uh, Astro's Playroom the ocean and your Moana? You just keep going back to it. <laughs> it might be. Well, that's what Elden Ring is going to be throughout the course of the year. Once we yeah. get a few more of these uh, games and Patreon resolution games, so. Jim, I just saw a theory that she actually died in the first storm, and that the whole movie is just an analogy of going through death. Look, Bri, we have YouTubers complaining that they didn't mention nine eleven enough in Turning Red. So you know what? Nothing God surprises me. Damn it! Though it did lead to some incredible memes, so at least we got that from it. God damn it, Jim. Um, yeah, so so this past week, as I said on Twitch, it, it it has been a crazy week. I was involved in a wedding and like just plenty of other like crazy shit at work. My son wrapped up his t-ball, but I got to play a little bit more with the Evil Dead game, which I really hope you get because it is. Um, it, it's nice to finally get an asymmetrical game that day one doesn't have server issues because I have yet to have played one. Um, I've had no issues so far, like connecting, solo queuing in the games. Um, and like I said, it's a love letter to the series and I know you like it, so it's fun. Um, I'm not deep enough in it to know for sure. Like I definitely don't call it perfect, but it, but there's a lot I really do enjoy about the game. Okay. So, so I know that's 40 bucks and Friday the 13th was 40 bucks Yeah. for a launch game. What do you think is more worth the money? Oh, evil dead. Okay. The, the the thing is, one, it works. <laughs> like so, there's that's that. a big help. There's no waiting time. Well, I think the longest I waited was like thirty seconds. So, equi- basically, Ooh. no waiting time. Yeah. Um, and at launch, they have solo missions that are kind of like the mini campaign, and they're not they're not easy, but they do teach you a little bit about the game. So, the things that 
Friday the 13th eventually got, it seems like this company like might have seen that and said, let's put this shit in up front, which is probably why they delayed their launch so many times. How many times um, did that get delayed? A lot. It had previously, it was, it was meant to come out like last summer at least. Oh. So it got pushed, pushed, pushed. But I think they did it for the right reasons. And like, excuse me, um, it's just nice. It definitely is way more flushed out for 40 bucks. Comparatively, yeah, Friday 13th, its value is not as high as this one. I'll say that without doubt. Yeah. Um, but I actually played and beat. I didn't put it up on Twitter yet. Uh, a very interesting game. A big one that neither you and I actually played. Undertale. Oh, really? So it's on Game Pass. And I was like, I have Xbox Game Pass, the ultimate version um so i can play on my pc too and i just clicked on like pc games i saw undertale and i was like i know like this is supposed to be like one of the best rpgs in the past decade and i was like you know what fuck it let me start it it didn't you know i didn't, i had no concept of how long it was gonna be i honestly didn't know much about the game except it had a great soundtrack um i'm torn on how i feel about it the mm. soundtrack is is amazing soundtrack is one that stands out like you're like holy shit how many songs there are how well composed they are um maybe i just don't connect with the rpg humor i'll call it and the style like now it is more unique like when you fight people you have to do mini games instead of just like attack do this it's more like if you fight like you do a mini a little mini game where you're controlling something through a mini game it's it's tough to describe um it's weird cuz it's cutesy and dark at the same time the ending made me appreciate the game way more and i know there's multiple endings um i'm like i'm struggling whenever we do our our wrap up of this month i'm struggling on what kind of score i'll give it cuz i can't decide how much i like it and I, I'm kind of like right now it's a little overrated from what everyone used to jerk it off for. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah uh, so Bri was the, uh, was the fight with sands as hard as everyone said it was. Well, that's the thing. You only get that if you're killing everything oh. along the way. And I didn't like, in some cases I spared people. Cause I was like, I need, like, if you spare people, you get gold. If you kill, if you kill them, you get experience and you level up. Right. So I was like that. I'm always tend to be that like in between. I'm never ultra, ultra pacifist and then ultra killing unless I try to be. Old so. fence sitter Brian at it again. <laughs> uh, Jim, you just can't put me in a box. I live in the gray. Ugh. Jim, as someone who's a libertarian, don't you dare talk. You're, you're the biggest fence sitter of them all. Look, Brian, <laughs> people can do what they want. Just don't touch my money. <laughs> no, but uh, like I said, it is it has good qualities, and, and I am gonna have to put a lot more thought when we do our grading of it. But that that's basically been it for this week. That's all I've really got a chance to play because I wanted to finish it, and some of the final bosses were a little tough. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I actually got around to finishing off Street Fighter Five. So I'll good. say. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm like you. I'm torn on it because yeah. one, playing a fighting game with the Dual Sense controller sucks, so that's not like the optimal way at all to do it. And two, like, I liked that they eventually went back and threw in a ton of single player content, but as I'm playing it, I was just kind of like, it just no, no, it never fully clicked. 
So I'm like, there is a lot here, but if you don't like what's there, then you're kind of just going to be going, meh. So. so so you're telling me the story's nowhere near as good as Mortal Kombat? Oh, the fucking... <laughs> d- that fucking story mode. The first half of it, I was like, oh my god, what is this? Eventually, <laughs> it turned into something okay-ish, but no, nah, it, it doesn't It doesn't touch Mortal Kombat story mode. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, it's funny. Like, I thought Mortal Kombat doing it the way they did would be like the format that would be like, this is the good way to do a story in a fighting game. And I feel like no one's followed that. I mean, well, I haven't played Tekken 7 yet, but, like, Tekken 6's campaign mode was, like, kind of along the lines. It wasn't as good, but... You know what, actually, lines. that... I, I I take that back. Based on, on thinking about that, how old... Like, when did Tekken start doing storage? I feel like they did it... Was it, like, 4? I, I think it was Tekken 3, when the, the uh, Tekken Force was... That's when that first came out. Was that? Okay. The beat-em-up thing, yeah. Because, yeah, I remember, yeah, they they were early ones of that. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, there's a whole little thing behind it. Nice. Yeah. So, Chambers, I did I did mention, before we get to our Patreon questions, um, while I was on Twitch, we got a few easy questions, I'll call them. Okay. So, Jim, first question is, what platform do you often listen music on? Like, uh, what's your go-to right now? I mean, honestly, if it isn't something that I download specifically to my phone, it's probably YouTube. Like, you still download shit to your phone? Every once in a while. If I have, like, a single that I really want, I'll just download it onto there. So, I'll pay the dollar Do you dollar just do it through, it. like, Apple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I was a piracy generation, and I still have a, you know, a fucking hard drive filled with stuff. But mm-hmm. using iTunes and, you know, hard putting songs on there, it's a, it's a pain in the dick. It's so, a pain, yeah. I mean, they've intentionally made it that way. We obviously all knew there's, but yeah, I mean, at the point it's like convenience, I'll pay a dollar or two for a fucking song I want, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do have YouTube premium. So, I mean, if I want to listen to a song and I don't feel like paying for it, I'll just throw it on there and let it play in the background. So probably as far as the service goes, for the most part, probably YouTube. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So my go-to is uh, Amazon Unlimited. Just because I've yet to really find a song that isn't on there because we have the service for it. Yeah. And uh, I, I I didn't – I never bought the YouTube premium, so I need something, like, to be able to be in the background when I'm, like, you know, doing yard work, working out, doing this, doing that. Like, I just need something, and I listen so often that I also want a convenience of, like, how to organize a playlist, and I kind of like – the way that one works. I know everyone like jacks off about Spotify. I don't like that because I feel like I'm always getting recommended shit. I don't actually want. And I just, I don't like the way that's format. And I always end up skipping songs and I got to listen to a fucking ad. So Spotify never did it for me. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. as bad as Pandora with that shit, but it oh, Pandora's the worst with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it used to be all we had. But, uh, yeah, Spotify, eh, it's all right. I, I listen to podcasts more than I do music at this point for the most part. I so. know. That makes me feel that is our parents' generation of talk radio. That's the AM's radio. Oh, right dude, I, I always used to listen to talk radio, too. So, I mean, I've, I've always been a boomer in that fucking mindset. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, you know what it is? I go on really long stretches of not, basically not especially since the past two years i haven't been, like when i want to train i'm always listening to something doesn't matter if it's podcast or music um 
I've gone on longer stretches now than usual of not listening to any music. But then when I do, I generally will like find something new, then try to hear a bunch of artists that are similar in style. And then like I'm all in on music for like three weeks and then I need a break and then I'm back to podcast. So yeah, I'm all over the place with that shit. You know, what's the only way I ever listen to any new music anymore is if, if buddy's like, Hey, do you want to go to this concert? And I'm like, Hey, I never heard of this band. And they're like, do you want to go? And I'm like, all right. And then I'll force myself to listen to like a couple of their albums. So I like kind of know their songs before going. And yeah. then even if it's like, as I'm listening to the albums, I'm like, man, I don't like any of this at all. When I'm at the show, I'll like recognize a couple. And I'll be like, all right, I like this song. I know this one. So yeah. Seeing shit live always can change you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said it before, but once I quit being a pothead, like I just cannot get into new stuff unless I force it on myself where before I could just sit there and veg out and listen to everything and be like, Oh, I like this band now. I like this band now. So <laughs> Jim, do you miss that? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, it is funny. You're, you're an old curmudgeon in that way. I feel like, yes, I am. I've, ad- I've accepted a lot more newer music than you have. Um, even when man, we, we couldn't air it showing you that one song that we were going to do a little thing for. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that song was catch. I mean, I- it was catch. It was blink one eighty two ish. And, but yeah, it was the Machine Gun Kelly, his like first rock song when he came out as a rock guy. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's catchy, and you know, it's the Travis Barker music machine, basically. So yeah, and, and because of a, that song, to be honest, like, and then artists he's collaborate with, I'm like, oh, this guy's okay. This guy, but it's like very selective song. Like I won't listen to her whole. I'll just be like, let me hear certain songs, and I'll literally give it like 20 seconds into a song and be like, I like it or I don't. But that I found a whole bunch of other male, female artists that like he's collaborated with where I'm like, oh, they're actually not bad. And yeah, got to give it all a try, Jim. Eh, he's got the time. <laughs> right. I have history documentaries to watch. <laughs> Damn it. So yeah, no, good question. Um, I did not write down who asked the question, but good question. Um, Jim, this one is more for you. I want to say that was either Total Drama Nerd or Max, maybe. I forget. Yeah. I don't think it was Oxman, but yeah, right. Next one. Uh Jim, who are you? Chip or Dale from Chip and Dale? I said, yeah, I want whoever the Tom Selleck one is. So is that Chip? Is that Dale? I'm not sure which. But I don't know enough about Chip and Dale. The, to- the, the movie, Tom Selleck one is the one in the Hawaiian shirt, and then the other one is the one in the Indiana Jones outfit. I don't know which is which. Sure, I'll be Indiana Jones. That's fine. All I know is if it was based on the new movie, you're you're definitely Seth Rogen, the Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda was in it? It's what... I mean, I didn't see the new movie. In the credits, it says Seth Rogen, Kung Fu Panda. So... But wasn't Jack Black Kung Fu Panda? Why is Seth Rogen Kung Fu Panda? I don't... You're asking questions like, I know the answer. All I know is... Look, bro, you brought uh, it up, all right? John Mulaney is Chip, and Andy Samberg is uh, Dale. Okay. Them, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing the previous big for fans of. I remember seeing the previews for it, and I was just like... Yeah, this looks like crap. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, man, this is way better than it ever should have been. Much like Astro's Playroom. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> so, good question. Now, left field. I, I'm pretty sure that one was Max. Um, God damn you, Blade. When you go to, when you need to work out, when do you go to the gym? And that's J-I-M, you son of a bitch. Um, what is the most disgusting beer I've ever right. had? Right, answer the question. <laughs> I go whenever I want, Blade, you son of a bitch. I desperately need to go back. 
Yeah. If you fo- actually if you follow the, the history I... of this podcast, you'll see Jimmy at his fattest, then Jimmy at his skinniest, and Jimmy's <laughs> creeping back the other way. Yeah. Well, shit. If you yeah, if you follow the same thing, same 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 with me. I I definitely when I busted both discs in my neck, I got my fattest. Then I did my challenge. I got below two hundred, and then I went back up. So yeah, I, I'm just like you, ping ponged all over the place. So yeah, I'm definitely looking to get back on a regular routine. I'll say. Yeah. You don't know pain, Jim. No, I know pain. <laughs> Every day of my life. <laughs> It's a joy. It's <laughs> a blessing. Uh, so, what's the most disgusting beer we had? I know we've we've talked about this. I feel like we have been asked this before. I mean, we always say the Yingling Light beer. That's, but you know what? It's not even that. Wasn't disgusting. It was just bad to yeah. me. Disgusting is always the uh, uh, what's it called? Dead Rise, the Old Bay beer. Yeah, that one sucked. Cause it's like someone thought putting Old Bay seasoning. But it's not. It didn't even taste like Old Bay. It tasted like straight up sea sea foam salt. Like it was really salty IPA. Yep. And it wasn't a good IPA. Like I don't know what their base was, because that's a uh, fuck. Was it a uh, flying, flying dog? Flying dog. And Jim and I have said flying dog rage and bitch. It's fine. Maybe one or two other beers are okay. For the most part, they don't do it for me. And that beer was a complete mess for me. So yeah, I think from my samplers, I had like one or two random like sea salt beers too, and none of them were really that good. No, it's just it just never works. Like don't don't make it salty. Yeah, salt and beer is a terrible combo. But that one, I remember thinking like, this is nasty. Even the the hottest pepper beer we've had, it wasn't disgusting. It was just really spicy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for disgusting, I'd say Dead Rise. I don't know if they still make it. If you ever see a beer. From flying dog with a crab on the front, avoid it. That's all I'll say. Is it flying dog or flying fish? I can't ever remember. But... Uh, flying dog. Flying fish is the Delaware one. Okay. Well, what? Wouldn't... Oh yeah, flying dog is the Maryland one. So that's yep. why it's a crab here. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, fucking these names. <laughs> Jim, we can't all be Keystone. <laughs> sure can't, or, Brian. or actually, they can't be anything Stone because then they'll get sued by Stone. No, Brian. No, well, that is true. <laughs> don't you even think about it uh last one uh pats or genos and when i answered this i said any true philadelphian will say don't neither either you're gonna go somewhere else i said honestly i would take like steve prince of steaks over that jim's or take, steve's any day yeah them. either one of those i said or you'll have more niche places like for me near my work is a place called honey's which is really good um but i said between the two of those Gino's is the one that's probably more familiar to folks, even though they're right across the street from each other. I said, but Pat's, I think, of the times I've gone, I had a better cheesesteak there. Yeah. Yeah, Gino's um, is the flashier storefront, but Pat's yeah. does have the better. I mean, like, they're good at 3 in the morning when nothing else is open and you're drunk. So, like, yeah. that's when they're fine. But, I mean, they are sloppy messes, which there's an art to it. You can have some slop. You don't need, you don't need that level of slop. No. And, and, and I said, I get it. If you're if you've never been to Philly, you're going to go there because like that's the thing, and I totally get it. It's like drinking on the Eiffel Tower, like it's a thing that you just do when you go places. Um, but yeah, if you ever go, and chances are, if you ever talk to anyone from Philly, they'll say I have a spot for you. Go da 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 da. Yeah. But like I said, if you're gonna go between the two of them, Geno's is flashier. Get the picture in front of Geno's, but try Pat's. 
if you're if you insist on going or get the picture in front of both because they're 100 feet apart from each other yeah exactly <laughs> so that was the uh the bonus questions i'll say before we get to our patreon questions so i appreciate everyone hopping on twitch as i said it may be a thing that like uh just anytime if jim is a little late and if i can get on a little early we'll do as a bonus excuse me and as i said as as uh some things have opened up for me Hopefully I can get back to a more regular streaming process. So thank you guys. Yep. So like Brian said, don't expect those things to come up all that often. But if you want to guarantee that you can get a question onto this Power Hour podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash drink a beer play a game where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these podcasts. So first up from Phony Montana. Thoughts on the night Owen Hart fell to his death and the aftermath since? I think today is 23 years to the day. Rest in peace. Uh, it was, was that a, what, 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 what pay-per-view was that? I want to say like bad blood. I, I'll look this up while you talk. I, I almost wanted to say like, was it? Oh no, it was over the edge. Over the edge. That's, oh, which that's, was, that's ironic. Ugh. Wh- which was one of those, wasn't that like those, those were always offshoots of In Your House, right? Yeah, once they stopped calling it In Your House and they just started giving them other names. I, I, I believe, I, I, that was at the age when I was like religiously, if I could beg my parents to rent the shit, like I was always re- like watching them. Um, that, it opened my, it was like, what the, f- like, I thought it was fake. Did you watch a when live? I saw, yeah, All right, I, like, I thought it. I thought it was a like a, like a gimmick, like something happened. Um, I I was you know looking back on it now, I'm more like amazed they still went on with the show. Like you know, that's the most controversial decision. Which is like, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm torn. I I guess if you really play devil's advocate, you could do both. It's not a good look to go on with the show after that. Um, did they know, and this is going to be a dumb question, I assume he died on Impact. Did he die on Impact, or did he die later? I think they might have. I know they were trying in the ring to resuscitate him. Like, they were basically, like, doing the heart massage in the ring. And I think they might have got it beating a little bit, but, I mean, I think he died on the way to the hospital. I think a match or two later, they, like, made the announcement that he had passed. So it was within the same pay-per-view. I mean, let's put it this way. However, I think it was, like, two years before i remember thinking how crazy it was when Shawn michaels did the entrance of wrestlemania 12 on the zip line like going all the way down yep thinking that was fucking insane seeing that and what really like kind of uh you know that was like how much more real it made it feel for me as a kid um but on top of that it also made me go like you know leading into the attitude era where we were like really getting even crazier some of the shit you'd see people jumping off of, like, Hell in the Cells, like, you know, Mankind, Jeff Hardy. Some of the shit they do, you'd be like, yeah, that's like, I don't know. Like, I had a different look on it. And I, uh, you know, I felt really bad because Owen Hart, I felt like, was one of those. I felt like he was one of the best heels, especially when he won King of the Ring. And his angle, even when he was, like, in the danger, like, I'm not a nugget, all that shit. Like, he was an underappreciated talent. And... Unfortunately, the gimmick they gave him, which he died in, was the friggin' worst. I don't know what led up to that gimmick he had there. That was actually his idea. That was a throwback to one of his earlier gimmicks. Was it? Yeah. And he was actually slated to win the IC title that night, too. 
Yeah. So and like I mean, from all the stories, like he was like considering retiring at that point anyway. Like you know, within a couple of years because he wanted more family time and shit. And yeah. did you did you ever watch Dark Side of the Ring? Mm-hmm. On Vice, did you watch the one on Owen Hart? No. No, it's a good one. Check it out. They go over all like the decision to give him that cheaper fucking harness so he could get out of it easier and look less goofy once he got down there, even though it was not as safe. Uh, you know, all the shit about going on the show and, you know, the funeral and like how they reached out and didn't reach out and the eternal grudge that Martha Hart has against Vince McMahon, which you can't blame the fucking woman. So No, of course not. Her and, son which you, died. You want to yeah. fucking talk like the fucking like the fucking internet. No, it wasn't her son, it was her husband. Martha or Oh, I thought Martha was the mother. Or maybe I'm Am thinking of the wrong one. I, mean, I could be wrong. I, I forget. You you could be right. I you know. I don't know. But yeah, like I mean, like the people online, like the fucking nerds online, like always, like there's a section of like the WWE diehards who like bitch about her because she won't let Owen go into their Hall of Fame. It's like, like, guys, come on. Yeah, he died on national television. Well, whether he died, whatever, he had his accent, and they kept a second tier pay per view going. Like. I don't blame. I I can't say I fully blame her. Like I I mean, there's things. There's like you know, there's like the Bret Hart situations, and then there's someone actually fucking died. So it, I can get. It's just amazing that like nothing really came from that. Like yeah, it didn't really no. tarnish anything. Like you would think like wrongful death law. I think she tried to do a wrongful death lawsuit, and I I think she got like a little bit of a payout, but like she couldn't fight Vince McMahon money, so it's it's awful and and it like you said it's one of those things where yeah I, like i said i it amazed me how i feel like shortly after that how much more the bounds were pushed in stunts and things people do and you know honestly the thing it made me think was like it's amazing accidents like that didn't happen more often like we know wrestlers died of abnormally young age usually due to steroids and other drugs and other shit right but like in ring accidents or stunt accidents or whatever that i'm shocked there's not more deaths yeah it's pretty rare like i mean like i i know the, i forget if the fuck his name like i know there's a wrestler in japan who died in the ring but like that's from them doing hard style and he just like took a heart attack in the ring or like a couple years ago when on raw when jerry lawler took a heart attack after, shortly after his match as he was on commentary and shit like that. So, yeah. but yeah, like you said, it's surprising. It doesn't happen more. I mean, fuck, yeah. Biggie's like, prob- his career is probably over now from a belly to belly that got botched. And, you know. Wait, he- what happened? Uh, he took a belly to belly in a match uh, about a month or two ago and he landed right on his fucking head. Broke a bunch of discs in his neck and they're not <sighs> healing exactly right. So, I mean, I'm assuming his career is probably over. So, and it sucks, but, you know, these are the freak things that happen in wrestling. Well, but then it's like, like you see shit like that, and then you see people like Edge or Daniel Bryan, who like, you really should stay retired because, you know, you, you might be in the prime of your life, but like your health is never gonna be better, and if you re hurt any of those old injuries, like, you're you're completely fucked. Yeah, Edge is playing with fire. I mean, so is Bryan, but I mean, yeah, Bryan's younger. It's not. It wasn't as severe as Edge, but still, I'm just like. Man, I appreciate dedication. I appreciate you want to go out on your shield or whatever. But, you know, something like, like the Owen Hart thing, I'm glad to see. I feel like since then, you never see some shit like, like people trying to make entrances like that. 
from insane heights to that degree. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last ones. I couldn't tell you, but so I've been so in and out with wrestling. Wasn't it Sting that used to do something kind of like that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. He would always be coming down from the rafters. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, legit rest in peace. He, he was definitely, I think, underrated. He was, he he played the perfect villain. He had the perfect He's like Matt Damon in, Depart- in The Departed. Like, you love to hate him. Oh, yeah. And he played it so well. Oh, yeah. No, like, he was definitely underrated in his day, but, like, now he's, like, you know, legendary status, so... You know, sure. Unfortunately, it took too long for that to happen, but you know, as what it is, as it always does. Yep. But now, rest in peace. Uh, next up from Burn Retinas: Has the thought of converting your home into a smart house crossed your minds, or is it too excessive to digitize everything? I've definitely. I mean, aspects of my home, right? Like, I would say the the thing that probably most people have now, like I haven't done yet, is like convert you know my thermostat to something I can control off my phone. I have that. Yeah, like little things like that. I've done things like where I have my lights hooked up to a thing where I can use it on my phone. Certain lights, I'll say. But I've definitely thought, like, especially because <laughs> women, right, Jim? Always leaving lights on. Like, I, I always consider, you know, like... You say that as a joke. <laughs> but there are so many goddamn times I come home from, like, the fucking store or we're going out, and I'm like, always lights on. Bedroom bedroom lights on. Bathroom lights on. Why the fuck is the light on? Yep. I've legit considered similar. Like, like, you know what? I I do need a a light system. I will convert to that. Um, But there's also a part of me called the conspiracy theorist. Like, I don't. There's something about the mechanical aspect of, like, knowing I can control. And if something short circuits, whatever. I'm not saying someone's going to hack in and fuck with my lights. Because. The end of the day, who cares? Take out my light bulb. But um, I've also considered things like this isn't technically smart, but like you know, uh, getting um, uh, PV for my roof, and and you know certain systems like that. Now, where the the field I work in, all I work in is smart buildings and smart building systems. So I see there are tons of advantages, but. I I'm also not trying to dump that kind of money into it. No. Um I would I would gladly do things like the uh the home battery inverters and and the the battery packs from being able to store uh, my PV panels. But it it's like yeah, the cost has to really make sense. And right now it all makes sense. So, simple things maybe. But uh yeah, I think everything will go that way one way. It's it's not a matter of if. It's like how many people now have I, – I, it'd be so hard to find a car that doesn't have an automatic start. Like if you buy brand new is what I'm saying. Yeah. So homes will be very similar, like especially when they're built or retrofitted. It, it's going to go that way one way or the other. Yeah, you think like, you know, it's a joke. It's like why does my toaster need Wi-Fi? I was like, well, it does. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do I need a TV on my fridge? <laughs> Yeah, and if you're one of the people who's like, oh, I don't want my fridge to listen to me. Well, you have a smartphone in your pocket, well, you're you're done. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. The, those people, like, yeah, you can't be typing that on your iPhone and saying, like, I don't want devices listening to me. They're like, come on, man. My mom sent me this thing. She was like, Jimmy, we got this thing in the mail. You know, if you were on this insurance, you know, they had a hack and your information's out there. I'm like, Mom, I've been in 10,000 hacks at this point. It <laughs> doesn't directly hack. 
Jim even got the old school hack of getting his shit stolen out of his back pocket. <laughs> I did. I've been hacked analog and digital. <laughs> exactly. Jim, it's, Jim's nothing new to this system. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> Good question, though. <laughs> yep. And last up from 5th Gen Mook. Which is better, whiskey sour, old-fashioned, or a Manhattan? I got to say, see, to me, a Manhattan doesn't make sense because if I'm going to Manhattan, I'm just going to drink whiskey straight. Like, And I actually am someone who enjoys whiskey or bourbon straight. Um, old fashions, I think, are something I really love because it's mostly bourbon and just gets you just enough sweetness. Whereas whiskey sours, I feel like I kind of got to be in the mood for. So I feel like old fashioned's the best of those three options for me. See, I'm the inverse on the end there because, like, I could I generally like sour shit more anyway. So, like, if I want a little nice little sipper, I will say I'll definitely get more of a buzz and a warmer buzz off of goddamn old fashions. Mm -hmm. But I do just enjoy the taste and sipping of a whiskey sour more. And Manhattan's, I that's my wedding drink. Man, like, if I'm going to a wedding, like, because no wedding place knows how to properly do a Manhattan, so they just dump the booze in there anyway. So. Like, you never go for the mixed drinks with soda because they're just going to be 90% soda and, you know, barely any liquor in there. But in Manhattan, you're going to get fucked up off that. And then you won't get as full as you would off, you know, drinking beer all night. So, Manhattans yeah. are the wedding drink. But, yeah, I mean, I still enjoy old fashions, too. So, like, you're not really going... Like, I don't like sipping on a Manhattan to not get drunk. So, like, mm. that's not... Like, I would never go for a Manhattan outside of, like, you know, a goal in mind. But, you know, old fashions or whiskey sours, I'm fine either way, but I prefer whiskey sour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's all about your taste. Um, I'd say 95% of the time, if I am drinking bourbon, especially bourbon, I'm going to drink it straight um, with some ice in it. Like, if I get fancy with it, yeah, like I said, old fashioned my go-to. Um, I actually like mint juleps better than all of those. Because, like, that's a perfect summertime drink for me. I haven't had a mint julep in a while. I'm going to have to make some amount. Yeah, the only reason I got into it is because every year I grow so much goddamn mint. And you get to a point where you're like, what do I do with this to mint? do with it? Like, I can only make so many mojitos, so might as well start making some mint juleps. And you wouldn't think bourbon and sun works, but a little mint and some sugar cane, you're like, hmm, this is pretty good. Go on. Yep, exactly. <laughs> So, now, good question, man. Thank you, bud. Yeah, and that wraps up the questions for this week. So, once again, if you want to ask a question that will be answered on every single episode, please head on over to our Patreon and check out the other tiers for bonus content, for special videos, for our bonus podcast episodes that come out once a month, and game requests, all kinds of good stuff. So, head on over there. Thank you, guys. Truly appreciate it. Yep. And if you're new to the podcast and listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave a five-star review. And if you leave a five-star review with a comment, we'll read whatever comment you leave. All right, Jambers. Well, I'd ask you how the Coors Light are treating you, but... <laughs> well, I just I mean... threw my phone across the room by accident, so... Good. <laughs> uh, I feel like... I know we've been over this a few times, but that's still your go-to of the three major, right? Yeah. Okay. Man, you're always on the silver bullet. These <laughs> Rockies. Um, yeah, as I said, this one, the weirdest part, I think I, I'm realizing what the weirdest part is. 
the lingering flavor of my mouth is smoke. Like, like it's almost like a, like, you know, it's oak smoked, but, uh, I equate it to like, you know, after you smoke a cigar, like hours later, you still kind of have a smokiness in your mouth. So not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, that's kind of what I feel like. Like you get a little extra, what's the word? Saliva salivating feeling like in the back of your cheeks, if that makes sense. Huh? I don't know how else to describe it. It's good though. It's very easy to drink. Um, and like I said, if you like light wheat owls or lagers, it's one to definitely try at least just for an experience. But Jim, speaking of, uh, intoxication and throwing things and yeah. The fuck? Is, this, is, this is the last place I expected to see this from. Why is Canada so fucked up, Jim? They were always <laughs> just the nice neighbors, and I feel like in the past couple of years, they've really been dropping the ball. Well, bro, you hog horns too many times. People start to lose their mind. <laughs> What's it all about? Well, Brian, the Supreme Court of Canada has just recently issued a major decision. So this article's from May 13th, so whatever the Friday before that was. Uh... So it allows criminal defendants in cases involving assault, including sexual assault, to use a defense known as self-induced intent, extreme intoxication. So basically, you can literally say, I got drunk. That's what's... (laughs) What? I mean, yeah, extreme... In the criminal code under their section 33.1... Extreme intoxication, formerly known as non-insane automatism. I'm going to fuck that up. Automatism, maybe? Yeah. Uh, cannot be used as a defense in criminal cases where accused voluntarily ingested intoxicating substance. But this obviously ruled against it. The goal, the legitimate goal of protecting the victims of these crimes and holding the extremely self-intoxicated accountable, compelling as they are, do not justify the infringements of the charter that so fundamentally upset the tenets of the criminal law. Wh- why? Like, so, to Jim's point... I like you say, so meaningful risk of conviction and punishment of an extremely intoxicated person who, while perhaps blameworthy in some respect, is innocent of the offense as charged according to the requirements of the Constitution. What so, do you mean, blameworthy in some respect? Well, here's the deal. Look, I've done a billion stupid fucking things while fucking blackout drunk. And I blame myself for it for getting blackout drunk. Yeah, there there's a big difference between like you've been drugged versus this is even saying voluntarily intoxicate like you purposefully got drunk. So for the purpose of ad revenue on YouTube. What's the fuck what's to stop someone who's a creep from getting blackout drunk and going out and being like, "Well, we're going to go grape someone tonight." Like, what's the what's to stop them then? Like there's got to be caveats to this. Like if that's going to be the case, let's live in that world, Jim, for a second and and go all uh Oops, got too drunk and got behind the wheel. Oopsie daisy, I got too drunk. Sorry. Well, let's go. Let's go vigilante on this, Jim. So if somebody did that, I got drunk and dressed up as Batman. No, like let's say somebody got drunk, hurt someone you loved in one way or another. Right. Then I'm going to get drunk and hurt you back and hurt them much worse. And you know, tit for tat. I, like I, I mean, 
here's the deal. You and I have talked about this. I've gotten severely drunk many, many, many times. I've never actually blacked out. I've definitely been more open to embracing thoughts. I, I would say I won't normally do, but I've never like been like, let's let let's sexually assault someone. Let's hurt someone. Like let let's do crime because that wasn't in me to begin with. These things, like, I feel like when you're that drunk, you don't all of a sudden become a criminal. Like, it's probably in you to, like, be that way. Yeah. And, and yeah, it lowers your inhibitions and whatever. But as a fucking defense that could possibly get you off from some of this shit is beyond insane. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I've I've argued in the past, if, if you play any form of devil's advocate, and I, I'm saying all this as someone who does not know... I don't know what Canada's constitution is, but apparently if you're intoxicated, then you're not of the right mind. Then you shouldn't be processed the same way, which is fucking insane. Because then you can argue, I'm over-caffeinated. I'm over-sugared. I'm over... Like, then there's all a million fucking substances. But, like, I'm also of the same opinion of, like, if you do get drunk and you make a bad decision, like, and somebody else does something to you while they're drunk... Like, you shouldn't be able to use that. Like, if you were fucked up, too, like you said, take responsibility. If you get fucked up, there's, like, a unsigned agreement that or unspoken agreement that you're responsible for your shit if you decide to get that fucked up. Now, if you're forced to get fucked up or you're forced... Different your, story, Yeah, obviously. completely yeah. different story. But if you do 12 shots of Jaeger because you're trying to prove some shit and you do some stupid shit, that was on you. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah, like, I mean, eventually there's got to be, like, you know, does it pass the smell test? Like, there's common sense things we can put into this. I don't care what the letter of, you know, the law is. Yeah. It's also a slippery slope argument, blah, 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 <laughs> But, I mean, some things you just go and you go, yeah, I don't think that makes sense. I don't no. think you're right on that one. I, I, like you said, I don't, if you are an asshole enough to get drunk and you hit someone behind the car... You are at fault. I don't want to hear you're not at fault because you were drunk. You decide to do something illegal. If you hurt someone, do any form of assault when you're drunk, that is on you, period. Now, you can get into the, if you were doing self-defense or something and hurt someone too much because you were drunk, maybe there's a gray area. But if you assault someone when you're drunk, you're at fucking fault. I don't care. Like, that's ridiculous. Canada. Shape up. Yeah, what the that, fuck is wrong with you? It's the last place like, where maybe that's, you know, when you're too loosey-goosey with certain things and you're just like, eh, nah. They start getting goofy with Trudeau, and now it's just continuing down this path, Jim. Hey, guy. Yeah, come on, guys. You know what it is? Just so many years of being ridiculed by South Park finally broke them. Come on, relax. <laughs> come on, guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty fucked up. And if anyone watching is from Canada or knows better about this, someone please explain it to us. Explain it to us better, like the article. Especially if you're a fucking Canadian lawyer, and if you could explain, it, <laughs> I would love that. For the love of God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Canada, come on, man, what you doing, buddy? So, so yeah. Um, speaking of foreign countries and making weird moves so out of nowhere like fucking saudi arabia we mentioned this you know a couple weeks ago when we had the drunk friend boys on they just they're going hog wild on the video game industry 
So we talked a couple weeks ago about how they purchased like almost all of SNK, and now they're the fifth highest or the fifth biggest owner of Nintendo because they just bought five percent of stock in Nintendo. I mean, because their crown prince wants to you know move their complete dependence and economy away from oil, which, I mean, fine, that makes sense, but. You're also Saudi Arabia with a history of human rights violations, especially the guy himself. So you all go, huh. A, a history and a continued practice of. So but here's a here, fine equipment there. I mean, this is the, call it the beauty and the curse of capitalism, right, Jim? Like, I mean, you, you can't regulate who buys. They have the money. I mean, it. I said this when we said SNK. I'm actually more shocked they haven't gotten into more things like this because they have untold numbers of money. Like well, the, I didn't realize how much this has been going on from Saudi Arabia until this article spouted out because they own 5% of Nintendo now. They own 96% of SNK. They bought 5% in Capcom and South Korean online games publishers. Uh, they put $3 billion worth of stock in Activision, which they could make money off of if the Microsoft deal goes through. So then they yeah. kind of own a small bit of Microsoft at that point. What? Here, But here's my one... I mean, you know, here's my actual issue. We know what this article is. It's clickbaity as shit. They act as if the heads of these companies have any say in who buys the stock. Right, yeah. If you're a publicly traded company, like... You, you it's, it's like get... with Twitter. It's not. It's like when Elon Musk said he was going to buy all of it. It's like yeah. you know, someone can just swoop in and just fucking buy your stock if you're public. <laughs> here's That's the deal. how it works. That's why it's called public. I mean, here's the deal. This same crown prince could buy Twitter. You know, like I know I don't I don't know how much they make. I'm just saying, in theory, they could do that. So. You know, there's uh, people will tie a moral thought to a purchase like this, and it's like that'd be like saying like someone bought every Tesla who was a terrible person. Like you well, don't have any well, say. It, in even, that. it goes further than that. It's like, look, you can say, "Oh, I'm never going to buy a game from this company again because Saudi Arabia owns them." You still driving a car? Well, yeah. Well, that. Well. Yeah, that's the bigger part. Well, that's the same as the argument of, like, I don't want shit listening to me and you use an iPhone. Or I, I, I don't support child slavery, but you're wearing Nikes. Like, you, you know, it, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's those, it's those things that it's easy to soapbox against until you go, oh, but I like this thing. Yeah, I like paying not too much for I will I will never buy a King of Fighters game again, bravely said Jim. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they're, you know... Whether it's coincidental that we're now seeing more of this, or like you said, maybe this has been going on behind the scenes and people are now just, you know, being hip to it, like what's actually going on. Nintendo, it wouldn't shock me if they if if it was run completely by Sony at this point. <laughs> I mean, I mean they'd have to buy all of it, obviously, because like we've said before, Nintendo's such old school Japan that yeah, you know they wanted like much like Sega to a fault in a lot of ways. They're just like you know keeping those old Japan values and shit like that. But honor, honor, <laughs> Jim. Do they lack discipline? Right, they do not lack discipline. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, hey, anytime we're gonna see this pop up, we're gonna mention it. But so, you know. 
what can you say? If you have, a, if you, I mean, have, it's have news. A, they're making their waves in here. I mean, they're they're doing. Fucking, I'm curious, like you said, is it strictly a matter of they're just trying to expand beyond just doing oil? Is there something else? Like, is it trying to shift the market for a reason? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can't make money stoning women to death, so you might as well buy something else. <laughs> Here's the deal. Like, are all these Saudi crown princes, like, talking like, dude, we all love video games. Why don't we just buy these fucking companies? Like, you know? And then if they buy enough stake, are you going to see any games pandering more to that? You tell me. I mean, money talks. I mean, that's why Hollywood fucking cucks every movie to China. So, Well, that's kind of my point. Yeah. It's like you had John Cena speaking in Chinese, apologizing. So many times, you know, LeBron James being like, oh, we need the poo ain't that bad. Come on. Exactly. So now this whole video got flagged because we said that. Who knows? <laughs> hey, and you know what? Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll be saying how much we love the motherland because they give us enough money to say it. You know what? I, my all pride dignity is for sale. All of a sudden, Jim has a couple more red flags behind him. Yeah, I know. This, this might say? be replaced. You never know. You never know. Things might happen. Who's to say? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who, who's to say what the future holds? There's no fate but what we make. Terminator. Watch it. But, Jim, so, you know, I'm shocked. I haven't seen a ton of people being pissed off about this. But, you know, there is something that has happened since last week that... Oh, actually, actually before you get on to that, I, apparently, just one last thing. Oh. I didn't link it, but I saw another, like, thing where, like, apparently a lot of people Nintendo had no idea it happened until, like, they saw a news article. Like, yeah. what do you mean that Saudi Arabia owns a lot of us now? Once so, again, why would they know? Like, you'd never, if you're a publicly traded place, you would, you just, you don't have an option of knowing, you know? Yeah, it's not your job to know. So, speaking of gamers mad, people being pissed off for silly reason. well, that wasn't a silly reason. This is a silly reason. Um, from good old Kotaku, the clickbaitiest of all video game news. Um, the, you saying them? The bump gun? Instead of neck and neck race there, I'd say. I, I, who's worse? I'm curious. I th- I I, you know what? You I would know, say honestly, Polygon's more preachy, but Kotaku gets a little preachy. They, they throw their jabs. They do. But this article written by Ari Notice, uh, for, it's basically labeled, not basically, it is labeled, after years of hype, the Xbox Game Pass burnout is here. A drought of AAA games has spurred some to unsub from Microsoft's Games on Demand service for now. Now, here's the deal. What I find interesting, and I even like that Xbox Game Pass commented on it. They're like, tell me you limit yourself to only AAA games without telling me you limit yourself to AAA games. Because that's one of the things is like a lot of people say like there's a ton of great non-triple-a games i mean we've talked about a bunch of them yeah and and still it's the undoubted king of any subscription service it's like not even questionable um with that being said though i do find the timing a little odd that just so happens to be happening around the time of playstation's new thing coming out i don't know bro that sounds like an xbox conspiracy theory to me I mean, see, I'm, we Sony ponies, we don't, we don't go for that. I'm subscribed to both, so I have no skin in the game. We can all agree. Here's the deal: while there is a war here, we can all agree Nintendo is awful with their subscription stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, at least that's it's cheap. That's the common ground. Um, you get what you pay for. 
But here's the deal, like, especially considering like what we've co- talked about, Xbox has like every Bethesda game now, EA shit. It has uh, uh, Activision. And in the works, not finalized, but in the works. Not finalized, but in the works, so you, they're going to be getting all those games. Plus an untold number of other games. Like it actually pisses me off how many like good games there are because I'm like, I can't even get to the one like there's so much I can't even get to. Plus, for weirdos like you, there's plenty of indie titles that no one's ever heard of that you're like, this would be cute. Tons of fantastic indie titles on there. Yeah. And it's actually a little more curated than say Steam or the Switch eShop, where they just throw everything on there. Yeah. Yeah. And and Steam is like I feel like you can't even compare that because it is so massive. Yeah. Um, but from a subscription service, I don't get where this is coming from because it's like I feel like the game industry as a whole, like the past two years, AAA games haven't been as hot as they were well, in years prior, and they've slowed down because of we did go through a pandemic. So you know, little pandy wandy. Well, yeah, little 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 you know life changing events for you know yeah some people here and there. You know, yeah, not that many people. Monkeypox. That's the real threat. But damn it! See, I say that now. Then six months from now, we're gonna be fucking locked in again, being like, "Oh, <sighs> don't get Any, Anyway, I, I don't think anyone's standing for that again. Regardless, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there. You know what? I'll say this in defense of the idea of the article: casual people, for the most part, just play the big name games. That's all they care about. Sure. Yeah, so absolutely. if that's all you care about, then yeah. I mean, when you get these droughts of big name games, especially. You know, one thing Game Pass touts itself, like the article says, first-party Xbox games, day one, or big titles, day one on Game Pass. We all know Xbox doesn't have that many first-title parties, so sure. if they don't have that going on or acquisitions to throw right on there, it's going to be a drought. Now when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, I'm sure Game Pass numbers will spike once again. Shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, you know, shit, look at, like, as you said, yeah, you can't ever satisfy... And grant, the casuals... Most casuals aren't really going to any subscription to begin with. Like, you know, actually, gonna... actually, I think casuals would be more likely to do a subscription than to do the investment of $60 for a game they might not like. You never know. I don't know, but I also think casual. When I see now, when I say casual, I mean the person that only does Call of Duty or only does sports games or only do, like, yeah, they're, true, they're so deep in their niche that. You know their collection is. And it's not. It's not tears, shitting on them. Tears of casual. Yeah. Exactly. And now, even the, then, we call them casual, but those fucking those Madden boys and those like Warzone boys. That. that oh they, no no they play like hours in a game, but like experiential playing other genres. There's they're nilch, but right. hours in a game. Yeah, they probably beat us. Like you know, um, so that's kind of my point. Like you might have like I I have a couple friends that like are only in the Forza, and like that's that's their thing. Like, yeah. just racing games. Um, so, to your point, like, yeah, like, the the Game Pass is an interesting market because until, like, a couple years ago, I feel like so many people were just so used to just buying exactly what they want. And they're not used to, like, kind of, like, consuming games on the way that the Game Pass has presented itself. And, see, like, for people like you and me who like exploring other shit... It's a godsend. Like, I'm not going... I don't want to go out and spend... I don't want to wait for a game to get down to five bucks, ten bucks. And 
I also noticed that Game Pass changed the market when it comes to GameStop because it just so happens every time that uh, game on gold or game ends up on Game Pass, you go to the GameStop like 10 or below aisle and it's all the games that are on there because GameStop knows, all right, well, we can't charge full price for these physical secondhand versions of games because people are getting them dirt cheap. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, it's like you definitely have some people super butthurt by the article. Yeah, I mean, also, we had the link to the Twitter thread below. And if you just want to watch the usual, like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're this many years in the Xbox and Sony people being so hard in the dirt. They are so bad. Like, oh, my God, you nerds, stop. Yeah, there's no more, there's no more, like, just knock it off. Like, no one care. no one casually thinks one is better than the other that much. They might be like, I just happen to be able to get a PlayStation or I just happen to get an Xbox. My friends play this or play that. No one cares about specs. When you show a fucking game side by side, it's such a small niche of people that truly care. Like, look at the frame rate in this game because it's two seconds better. Can you nerds just fucking watch sports? Like, if you need a team to be on, can you stop using, like, video game companies and politics as your fucking teams? Can you just do something inconsequential? Just have sex. Just go out, Brian. have sex. Just Brian. do that. <laughs> what? What, Jim? What? Look, Brian. What? That's my solution to a lot of things, Jim. Just... I'm sure that would solve a ton of problems. That's you know what, fuck it. We need, to, we need to destigmatize prostitution. We just need these <laughs> fucking nerds to just get a nut off with a little human contact, and I swear to God the world would improve so much. That's what they, they're considering doing in Japan since the numbers of people have started declining so much. Dude, they're fucking... That is crazy what's going on over there. It's the second Hiroshima over there. God damn, we really are going to get to the point where... Right? <laughs> right? I like you when you talk fast. You, you, I, I was, it took a second for that to sit in. I was like, wait, wait, wait. My brain literally went, wait, wait a second. <laughs> but in terms of, I mean, in terms of long-term damage... God, that fuck the fucking meme of state mandated girlfriends really is gonna have to happen, isn't it? Oh god. It's let's hope not, Jim. Let's hope not. For human decency's sake. See, you get these fucking weirdos in these Discord servers all yapping to each other with their same ideas. It's a bad thing. Dude, I've said many times, I love flow of information, but it also reveals there's a reason why not everyone should have a voice. Or be heard by everyone. That's all I'm saying. Jim, are you ready for your social score? <laughs> Luckily, I put myself in the ether already, so I already know that mine would be rock would be pretty low. But, uh, but I mean, I mean, we we have credit scores. It's kind of the same thing. It's a little different, Jim. <laughs> right, the way they're integrating everything together, the way the way you can get ruined for a tweet. Yeah, it's basically all the same thing at this point. So yeah. You guys, can't, what do you can't think? pay your bills. You can't pay your credit. You can't get no credit. So shit. There you go. Damn it, Jim. Darwin. Don't you Darwin me? Don't you use my own sayings against me, you motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, obviously we know Kotaku putting this article together, complete clickbait. But what do you think? Is there is there any? Is it justified? Do you think that Game Pass? There's a little bit of a burnout. Do you think it's coincidental, once again, that's during PlayStation being coming out? 
Yeah. It was early. Like, it's been such a slow news cycle the past week or two that they're literally like, ah, oh, let's make an easy article that'll let's piss people off. Let's grab something. Yeah. Let's put a common sense article with a clickbait headline and just watch the engagement flow in. God, we're doing this wrong. Jim, at this point, then, if, if that is the case, then why don't we just do a series of why this is the worst and start with, like, why Super Mario Bros. is the worst? Why Legend of Zelda is the worst? Why this is the worst? And give some devil's advocate arguments about it all you know what i have actually it's funny you talk about that because i have like been considering like making a video called why everyone's wrong about sonic the hedgehog the first game because that's the game that like all sonic fans just shit on at this point and say you know it was you know it's the first one but it's bad i'm like hey wait 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 no i'm saying and i'm sure that that would be I know you're saying doing it, like, you know, ironically and just, like, not really meaning it, but just doing it for cheap engagement. I mean, not even... Ironic isn't a word. Not not but, ironically, but just knowing what you're doing. like Yeah, yeah, pointing um, out the flaws in any, every every major series. And literally, it's just called, this is why this is the worst. So pick every... Why Street Fighter 2 is actually the worst. And point out all the negatives. Just ignore all the positives and say, this is why this could be considered the worst. There you go. Yeah. Let's do it, Jim. But who's got the time? Jim, we'll drink. It, we'll, we'll have our bullet points. We'll talk through it. There'll be a star. See, see, you know what we need to do for a video like that, though? We're going to have to actually hire an editor because you need to have one of those flashy edited videos to go with it, too. Can't yeah. just be a couple of drunks bitching about it. It's, it's what you got to do with the algorithm these days. Jim, but I've seen some people with high things, and not all of them are good at it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> Sometimes the title is all it takes, Jim. And boobs and a thumbnail. That's it. <laughs> well, if you want my click, that's what you got to put in there. <laughs> I'm a simple man. All right, Chambers. So I have a which is better tailor made for you. Okay. <laughs> Great. So it's it's a simple one. It's not game or beer related. But it's something I thought of, okay. uh, as I usually do, on the fly. Oh, no. So, on the toilet. Yeah. So, what would be worse for you, Jim? The only movies you could watch from this point forward are Seth Rogen movies. Or the only music you could listen to are the Beatles. Oh, I'll do the Beatles. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> it was that quick? Yeah. Now, this counts video game music. You know, no, you know, I won't even be that mean. All right, just music. So, like, you know, if you're driving or whatever. And look, I don't say this as like a guy who jerks off the Beatles. I think the Beatles, like, I recognize how important they are. I think they're boring. But you know what? I I could sit there and listen to them. And if it's the only, like, if I only get to listen to one thing, you know. I'd rather it be at least, at least the Beatles did enough drugs where every album sounds different. So if I'm in the mood for something different, I could put on, you know, Hard Day's Night or White Album or Sgt. Pepper, blah, 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 blah. I, I just can't sit through any movie escape being. <laughs> I just can't. Jim. And I like a lot of movies Seth Rogen's in, but I just, I just can't with the Seth Rogen anymore. <laughs> well, how many movies do you think... On average, uh, per week, how many movies do you think you watch? One if I'm lucky. I don't watch a ton of movies. Okay. You're more show, right? If that, yeah. I'm, I, like I said earlier when you were streaming, I'm more YouTube than anything. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so you're going Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. And like, yeah, I can only probably watch Forty Year Old Virgin so many times. And I liked Pineapple Express when it came out, but I bet if I watched it enough times now, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I mean, Danny McBride. I mean, I love the guy, but he can only do so much to save certain things. I mean, I might even say, yeah, Forty Year Old Virgin. I still like. Um, I I do enjoy Zach and Mary make a porno, but it's all because of supporting cast. Yeah, I like Zach and Mary make a porno a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, I I, uh, I threw that. Probably probably the last good Kevin Smith movie. I'd have to say that was Kevin Smith. Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even put that together. Yeah, he's been. Uh, yeah, he's had the guy. Of- the guy's got to stop. He's he's got to stop shoehorning his kids into his movies. He's he's really got to stop that. Jim, you mean you didn't like the uh, fuck? What was that? What was that movie with like the killer? Fuck, I'm gonna fuck it up so bad. The killer sausages or hot dogs? Oh fuck, I can't fucking. Remember. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Tusk was interesting. Tusk is interesting, at least. I'll give it that. I'll give it interesting, yeah, but yeah, that that Red State, eh. yeah, Red State was like it just tried too hard to be a thing. Yeah, I didn't even bother with the Jane Silent Bob reboot. I was like, I I just no, I don't care enough. Yeah. It, it could be a decent watch. I just don't even care. Jim, the real question is, how the hell does Quentin Tarantino stay so relevant? Because uh, the man's extremely picky, and he's got his vision. Yeah, it's like obscure obscure music plus feet equals movie Jimmy will like. (laughs) Damn it, Jim! What? (laughs) And gratuitous violence. Yeah, and possible racial slurs. Possible, almost guaranteed. Possible, almost guaranteed. I was gonna say, there's no possible there. Hey, they weren't in Death Proof. But, but it is funny. Like, I I put him and Kevin Smith like when I think of like I call more indie directors. And their trajectories. I'm like, how come he kept, impro- like, Tarantino imp- almost basically improved his quality to a degree, if you would say. And, uh, yeah, Smith went the other way. Just declined steadily. I and mean, maybe sp- they it, maybe it's unfair to even compare them to the, from the beginning, the beginning. It's probably unfair, but, like, also, like, Tarantino is such, like, for lack of a better word, he's such of an... He's such an autistic student of the film game that, yeah. like, he just, like, delves into, like, everything. True. Or, like, yeah, I mean, Kevin Smith, you know what? He he got comfortable. That's what happened. He got comfortable. He made a good living. He got his, you know, his wife that's better looking than he should have had, and he's got his kids and his millions, and he can just be a nerd and be happy doing that and do his podcast with Jason Muse. So, you know what? Hey, man made a good life for himself. Jim, are you suggesting that? Money can influence the decision of someone being with you more than anything else. Weird. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Jim? <laughs> Money plus fame equals what? Bob's <laughs> equals Bob's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I well for you, I pick Seth Rogen because I feel like I don't know which actors you hate the most, but I feel like you don't like him. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of up there. He's just annoying. Yeah. And then, like, I used to like his movies, but he's just fucking annoying. And I was going to give you some, like, Nickelback for the the music. I don't hate Nickelback at all. I, but I was actually going to say, I was like, I don't think you're not on that train of, like, 
which has now become the cliche to hate them. There's, there's, I don't think people they've actually... They've been the cliche for 20 years. Yeah, which, like I said, I feel like it was probably such a small minority of people that hated them, and then everyone just is like, not even hearing their music. Like, I hate them. Yeah, Animals, good song. Listen to that. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> like, are they the best songwriters in the world? Probably not, but like, they're, they're fine. There's not, they're, they're fine. Yeah. It, and you know what? They sell, they have sold a fuckload of albums. So you know what? Once again, the stupid internet, you know what? Well, you're not keeping them from being poor. They're extremely successful. So cry more. <laughs> Damn. I thought it was going to be a tougher one for you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Chad Kroger Master Race. That's what I say. But yeah, like, yeah, no. Like, could I go my life without ever hearing another Beatles song? Easily. But I'll take that any day over a lifetime of Seth Rogen. Hmm. All right. Nice. <laughs> so, Chambers, as we close out, any thoughts and cores? Anything you suggest? Now, Grant, Old did, you, did you keep getting new ones or did you have them all sitting there? No, no, no. These were new because when we went down to we went down to Virginia. No, no, I, I didn't mean new in terms of like buying. I'm saying like, did you have them all out of the fridge or did you keep going over and getting them? Oh no, I just had these all out of the fridge. As you got to the last one, was it noticeably worse than the first? I feel like that's a beer you need pretty cold. Yeah, it was all right. Like you could tell it got a little warmer, but I mean, I've been drinking this kind of shit. I've, I've spent half my life drinking lukewarm Keystone Light. Like, you think I'm going to care about a slightly <laughs> less warm Coors Light? Get the fuck out of here. God damn it, Jim. You're supposed to be refined at this point. <laughs> I can drink the finest of, you know, IPAs, and I can drink my, you know, my table scraps. So, <laughs> I have a very... Brian, I taste a rainbow, okay? You're not a Skittle. <sighs> I am a Skittle. Well, I'm a Skittle, and I'm a sexy green M&M. That is what I am. God damn it. We're going to make you your own M&M. <laughs> uh. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> thank, thank God we don't get more fan art. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, indeed. Oh, speaking of, I will be sharing something with you. <laughs> just wait. Just you see. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, once again, um, I would recommend this Falcon Club. Not only is it awesome can art, it does go down really smooth. If you like anything smoke-flavored, then this is definitely for you. But it's also just a light alternative to, like, regular wheat ales, where usually you're going to get, like, banana or pepper or whatever. Um, it's smooth. It's a little expensive for how low percentage it is, but I do enjoy it. So I would say give it a try if you enjoyed it. Bro, you're paying for the ambiance of the smoky flavor with your beer. <laughs> Damn it. Don't use ambiance with beer. Don't do it ever. <laughs> at, least, at least it's not an IPA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with that being said, guys, if you have been watching this whole time, we truly appreciate it. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like, leave a comment below, let us know what you think. And if you're listening to on iTunes or Spotify, be sure to subscribe. It would support us a ton. And if you could hit that five-star rating, Whatever you write, we will respond to during these podcasts. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.